This is exactly right. I'm Babs Gray, and I just really love referring to my boyfriend as the old balls and chain. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Brandy Posey, and uh, here's a plus side to COVID. I haven't seen a tactical kilt in months. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tess Barker, and I cannot tell you how fun it is to be confident and tall. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Hey everybody, welcome to Lady to Lady. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, let me just start off by saying we love you. We really do. Oh my god, <laughs> we really do. And we're not just saying that. We're not just saying that. We genuinely do. Um, we're not like in love with you, but we do love but you. We love you. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a friend. Um, we're friend zoning you, but we do love you. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. I'm in lots of friend zones and I'm happy to be there. Honestly, yeah. the friend zone gets a bad rap. The friend zone is a great zone. It's an awesome yeah. zone. It's arguably got more perks than the other zone. It's almost yeah. as good as a zone, which rest <laughs> in peace. <laughs> Friend zone's like the ultimate Patreon tier, you know? <laughs> exactly. That's what we should rename them, actually. That would be good. That's a great call. <laughs> Guys, our fourth vo- voice in the mic this week, she's the host of the Hot Girl Agenda, which is a podcast and stream. Rara Imler, everybody. Welcome, Rara. Hey. Hello. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah. Thank you. Where are you joining us from? Where, where do you live? Uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, oh nice. nice. Uh, the COVID hotbed of the South. <laughs> wow. I do it's great. <laughs> Guys, the COVID hotbed, you get to redo some elections. You just got a lot of action. Yeah, going we, on. we like the election season so much. We're doing it twice, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel so bad for you guys because truly, like, the rest of the country, you know, even as the most, like, noble of us have gotten tired of the texts and the calls, and, <laughs> yeah. and it's going to keep going for you. And I'm sorry. Oh, um. Yeah, it's been a psychic assault since like August, and I'm just over it. Yeah. And my mental health cannot take it anymore. Um, if I get one more uh fucking text message from David Perdue's office telling me that John Ossoff is um a like commie darling, I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> It's such an insult to communists to call John Ossoff a communist, okay? Woo! Sucks, dude. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of, I, you know, I don't know if growing up I ever expected to be on this many, like, auto-text chains of people using emojis to try and, like, you know, save democracy. Persuade you to dis- persuade democracy, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. feels like f- it feels like being sexually harassed as a woman. Like I'm gonna yes. say it. Like I'm not trying to be dramatic. I, I feel <laughs> like it. It is a genuine like uh, affront to my privacy and my autonomy <laughs> as a human being to get assaulted with these texts and phone calls and emails. Like it is mm-hmm. truly like like it's like Meg Ryan's nightmare. Like it, <laughs> I don't know. Like. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? What do you mean? Are you saying it now? You've got mail? Yeah, like 
uh, talk about a timely film. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I feel like if Meg Ryan, like, if Meg Ryan uh, knew what she was in for with email, like. Oh, I see what you're saying. She would just opt out. Luckily, I don't think AOL inboxes can receive mass emails, so I think she's safe, probably. (laughs) I think they just get bounced automatically. Yeah, let's who's, bring it back. Who's <laughs> laughing now? Everybody with the AOL.com email address. They don't even know when an election happened. <laughs> they can only fit, fit 50 emails at a time. So no, it's so relaxing. Yeah. No, they're they're having the time of their lives. They don't even like they're in a completely different universe somewhere off the coast of Bali. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the Yahoo <laughs> yeah, news team. It's like are, is it is Yahoo run by ghosts? Is it? <laughs> it sounds like so. it, Yahoo. Ooh, Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo news team. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna get like an angry email or something from somebody's cousin or whatever. Just oh, yeah, being like, stand- wow, can't believe you said that. Yeah, <laughs> I bet they're out there. I don't, uh, yeah. I don't know any personally, but oh no, I do. My mom, my mom's a Yahoo stand. She stands Yahoo. Right. She stands Yahoo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she doesn't stand any kind of email, but she's remained on Yahoo. She's remained Fair. loyal. Yeah. You guys ever go one, to your like yeah. gray? You're a. I sometimes go to my old email on Yahoo and kind of look at the person I was when I was 20 years old and oh boy, it's rough. It's a rough ride. (laughs) Yeah. I go on my MySpace occasionally, like every two years now. And I'm like, is anyone still on this thing? And there's like 20 posts of me doing that. Like, is anyone still on this thing? And then like the one other person that checks MySpace for the exact same reason is like, hey, (laughs) that's the real ghost. MySpace, MySpace and Yahoo. Mm -hmm. They should get together, I think. Absolutely. It's just met online messages in a bottle being passed back and forth to each other <laughs> in the waves of the ocean that everyone has forgotten. <laughs> Robert, before we got on, you were talking about one of, one of your fin, what was it? Your fin? I don't know what the, Oh, uh, my, my financial submissive. Financial so submissive. I am, oh. Uh, yeah, oh my god! So I, I feel like such an aunt because I was like, Oh, I know what she's talking about. That's the people who are submissive to on her finsta. <laughs> <laughs> They just send her like on, um, on her finsta. They send her submissive. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know so what? Financial what I've domination. About, yeah, what I've learned about financial domination is if there is a platform, there are financial dominatrixes on that platform, and they are they are getting money from men. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is. Doms are the most innovative uh, sex workers I've ever seen in my life. They're amazing. Uh, that's why, like, I am a baby dom. I've been doing it for less than a year. Um, in January, it'll be my first domiversary. Uh, Aw. What do you what do you get on the one year dom of domiversary? Is there like a like a paper? Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, there should be like a collective of sex workers that give you like a prize or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. for every year. But um, <laughs> but I'm just like gonna make a big deal out of it and like have an online party or something and like have people come and chat with me and like throw tokens in my room or something like that. But like, yeah, I've been a dom for like uh. Like 11 months now, mm-hmm. maybe like 10 or 11 months now. Um, and I started right before COVID hit. <laughs> so Perfect I timing. had to like start doing, yeah, like I was already building my FinDom brand and then all this shit happened and then I had to pretend to be like uh, doing all right <laughs> all the time, which is very, uh, doing yeah. like being confident and sexy and being like, yeah, I'm getting men- all men's money. And it's like, sometimes you're not getting that bag and uh, and sometimes you just have to fucking fake it. And sometimes, you know, the faking it leads to the making it, which is, you know, yeah. 
yeah there's a whole philosophy about about it. It. I about have, you have to like keep up appearances if, yeah you, you i mean know, it's that. like an, it sucks because it's more of like an influencer thing now like you mm-hmm. really have to create like the whole package of a person and present it to people because people really do want like all access to you all the time if they're fans of yours and like hard like hardcore fetishists um mm-hmm. And like hardcore like submissives, like they really will latch on to certain doms and just be like completely dedicated just because it just fits their their, you know, preferences so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they're or they're just really good at being a dom and they got all the triggers down for this particular person. So mm-hmm. they have like a loyal puppy like following them around all the time. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what it's and like. like. What what do you what are you considering when you're like creating your brand and when you're first starting? Like, what are some of the things you have to decide on? Um, truthfully, I'm just I'm still crafting um, like something that is really representative of me, but is also slightly theatrical. Um, mm. I'm still like trying to bring a performance art element to it because I'm a fucking theater nerd and I'm a, you know I've been doing <laughs> comedy for almost eight years, so I'm like yeah. I'm a performer. Like I want to like do a performance too. Like it doesn't have to be inauthentic or anything. So I'm trying to find that balance of like. Um, of being like sexy and also just being entertaining um, Mm -hmm. and like not bringing it to a place that's too kitsch, you know, like it's just the right amount of just like sass and believability or whatever or disbelievability. But yeah, I I, I don't know. I'm still experimenting with it. Um, Mm -hmm. I shaved my head a couple months ago and I, that was like a really big uh, change for me. But I found that a lot of my biggest clients and subs and subscribers, they stuck around. So I think I'm just I think they're used to me switching it up a lot. And I think that's part of the appeal of my Mm. brand, I guess, is I I can switch it up and I can, you know, I like to like call myself like the customizable Dom. Like I'm customizable, but irreplaceable. (laughs) There we go. I have a blonde wig. I have a black wig. I I can do goth. I can do soft. I can do Mm -hmm. like, you know, I can do mask. I can do femme. Um, So it's like I really like playing around with pretty much every style of domination. So. That, so how do you like how does it work exactly the, I mean for all the ants out there which is us um, how do you get, <laughs> you know get into this or like how did you find it and what how does it work is it people who follow you on like only fans or what mm-hmm. do you kind of like well I got into I got into like financial domination through just being on sex worker Twitter and I got into sex worker Twitter um, over two years ago when I was you know I was just like really broke and I was working a full-time job and I was just very stressed out about money and I was like I just need like a side hustle I just need to make a couple hundred more dollars this month and I can feel comfortable and so I started selling my news on Twitter and I had a, a relatively good uh, like loyal Twitter following that's still pretty small but it's like I had a core group of like followers where I was like I feel like if I did something they would be supportive of it or like if I like if I sold nudes I'd make money because I got a lot of you know reply guys and simps and stuff right yeah. uh, which is fine like they'll admit it themselves like it's great uh, but uh, so I did and I made like a couple hundred bucks selling my first nudes and like I was just kind of like hooked on it after that and then um, I started working in a strip club and I like dancing and uh, I've been doing that for two years. So mm-hmm. um, I do in-person work and I do online work. And I just really started getting more into the online stuff, um, you know, 
when quarantine hit and the side hustle had to become the main hustle. So, cause all the clubs shut down. So, yeah. um, but I've been trying to maintain it ever since quarantine opened back up because I built a really cool online base of people and customers that were really interesting and tipped really well. And they were genuinely like interesting, cool people to talk to as well. Um, so it's nice when you can make money from people that genuinely like you and respect you. <laughs> cause yeah. it's not always the norm in online sex work. Sometimes people really be fucking testing your ass. <laughs> Yeah, oh god sure. i can imagine yeah <laughs> oh every day every day it's something it's so it's like but it makes it makes you like in a way stronger but then there's just some days where some really stupid asshole will text mm-hmm. you something really stupid and it'll just set you off and it's like they'll literally say something like you could like lose five pounds and you know that it's so lazy but you're like it just sends you over the edge because you're just like i want to kill you through the screen um and yeah. i can't and it makes me sad that i can't do that <laughs> Well, no, it's like all those little things really add up sometimes. And it's not necessarily that one text, but it's all the text before it. You know, it's just like it depends on what day it is that it's like, well, that was the one that did me in. So you get to be this one, the one this all comes down on. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's the laziness of the cruelty of online stuff that really gets to me. Mm. It's like how like people are really not that generous with being kind to each other and and having a casual kindness with other people. Mm -hmm. But they're very comfortable um, like having a casual cruelty to -hmm. other people they've never met before. Mm -hmm. And I find that really gross about online culture um, because I'm like, I have a tendency towards being nice to everybody. Yeah. And that, but then that gets like sucked out of you after a while, (laughs) like after being too online for a minute, you know? So I, yeah, it's tiring. Yeah. I mean, I think it's almost like road rage in a way. Like I, I, there must be some kind of anger that's not being dealt with in other places. So whether you're in a car or online or somewhere Mm -hmm. where you can like quote unquote safely be an asshole to someone. Yeah. Like that's just an outlet that finds itself. There's no consequence to it really going down. So it's like Mm -hmm. this weird letting the asshole balloon just out a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, I got into it with some guy on like one of my posts and then Mm -hmm. he was DMing me insults and his approach was, he was like, you're fatter now than in your profile picture. And I was like, and I was like, I don't know what you want from me right now. Like, yeah, I don't change my profile picture depending on my size. Like, like I just yeah. don't keep change my profile. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, just not the person anything who's like, to the wall. To, like, just throwing anything at the wall to see if see if it'll stick. That's the method of online harassment I see like directed at femme people. It's just mm-hmm. like I'm just gonna like, is it your weight? Is it your uh, non-relationship with your father is it your, you know yeah. like is it your age like here here's a bunch of like shit that I want to make you feel bad about you figure it out it's like, yeah it's ridiculous yeah, curate curate your anger a little bit yeah, yeah. let's yeah. take some some creative writing classes shall yeah. we flesh out the yeah. story a little read my tweets personalize it hurt me for real yeah. <laughs> you can do it you just have to do some homework you know it doesn't hurt me in the traditional yeah, yeah. sense like this message it hurts me because I find myself waking up at night being mm-hmm. like what is this person like yeah. I just want to know what they're like in real life because mm-hmm. I don't think that these people are like this brave in real life and no. I just want to see no, I just want to see no. someone on the street and just have their like username like tagged above their head mm-hmm. and to just fucking like stare them down and be like did you have something to say to me like, yeah. Oh, for <laughs> because sure. you know they fucking wouldn't because they'd be terrified of hot girls in real life 
They'd oh. be terrified of all of us. Yeah. Well, it's like how oh, many how many stories do you hear that it's like you know somebody's a piece of shit and then they they somebody ends up like looking up and finding their wife and then calling their wife and they're like <laughs> at dinner just like on their phone and it's like are you telling people to go fuck themselves and it's like you got dinner with your what's happening like, we're right eating now? stew what are you yeah. doing yeah. yeah it's just this weird like dirty little secret that people seem to have. Yeah. yeah, like bad posters like really do hide themselves so anonymously. Like yeah. I don't really know any like truly toxic, like toxic for no reason, um, like public figures, yeah. you know? Like, well, I can think of one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> yeah, there's only one really anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else yeah. does it quite yeah. like him. Uh, <laughs> But, like, that's a really th- weird thing. Like, what if you found out someone you loved and respected in real life who was really chill was, like, a really bad, shitty poster? Like, how would you... Would that affect your relationship at all? I think it would. Because you'd be like, wait, is this who you really... Because it's like, which one's the real you? Like, Yeah. You know, I mean, they're both the real the re- you. They both that's, are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, that's the like some sleeping with the enemy shit. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I think that... I The thing is... First of all, we definitely know some, you know, we have to. For sure. Yeah, are, we for know sure. more than one person who does that. Yeah. But yeah. I think, like, if I found out that a close person I knew was, th- I think I would definitely talk to them and be like, what the fuck is this? Like, wh- yeah. why are you yeah. doing this? Yeah, why I would have nothing else to just be curious. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. What's, what's, what's the deal? Like, is this a troll? Like, <laughs> yeah. What what's are you going getting? on here? What are you getting out of this that you aren't getting IRL, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Or is this like weird devil's advocate thing? Yeah. Like oh God. a thing that some people just need to work out in their like psyche, right? But yeah, everyone yeah. else is afflicted by their bad takes and shit. Mm-hmm. I see it. Yeah. I know, but it is, but it does like we're all involved in some way because like I feed the beast too. Like I read comments and you know what I mean? I'm not even saying my own stuff, but I like, that's the first thing I do is look at the mess, like on some yeah. post that I know oh, is yeah. controversial, you know, love coming across like a messy comment section. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like rolling up to a crime scene and just yeah, like, as a, like right. a tourist at a crime scene, yeah. just like, Oh, what's going on here? I mean, like, comment <laughs> sections are really the new Jerry Springer. Yeah. <laughs> that's so fucking true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I think actually I think TikTok is the new Jerry Springer. Um oh. it's ripe for the format. Like can you imagine like um reacts from like baby mama drama or something or like Oh my god. <laughs> it's yes. perfect for that a dance that's like you were not the father. I mean it oh. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. But we don't have the fine the problem is we don't have final thoughts and that's the that's I what's love the final really. thought. Okay. <laughs> we could get Jerry on there to just do final thoughts. I mean yeah. that would be a, an has amazing a TikTok. Oh my yes. god. What if he did a recap of the day's best TikToks and made it like Jerry Springer style. <gasps> uh, too bad Quibi's gone because that would be <laughs> money. Oh show. shit. I've been listening to so many podcasts about Quibi lately. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm obsessed with what it was and even so like I have never Nixium? once Googled the site at all. I've never once searched for it or wanted yeah. to know what it even looks like. I'm mm-hmm. just obsessed with the actual story of how it came about and like how it ended and just like that Reese Witherspoon got paid like six million dollars to do a show on Quibi wow um, what wow. <laughs> yeah Jesus. something crazy like that it was like in the mill it was definitely like around six million and I wow. think her husband is like the CEO one of the CEOs or something like that so it was like this big oh, like oh so this was a CAA huh. joint okay is everyone grifting everyone else I don't know Grifted I mean up. this is one Jesus. of the Quibi is one of those things that just makes you realize money is fake 
Yeah. It's so fake. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so it's fucking real. fake. <laughs> None of it's real. It's ridiculous. That's why I'm in Bitcoin. <laughs> okay. Can, well, would you accept Bitcoin for your FinDom services? For, for tributes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I set it up specifically because one of my tech bro friends reached out to me and was like, hey, you should set up a Bitcoin wallet because these fucking nerds will definitely give you money if it's in Bitcoin. Like, they love trading Bitcoin. Oh. And I was like, I don't even know how to do that, bro. And then I just, like, kind of Googled it, like, lazily. Like, I knew a Cash App had a Bitcoin wallet feature. Yeah. And I was like, what's this about, right? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I'll set it up. And I set it up within five minutes. It takes five minutes to set up a Bitcoin wallet and Cash App, by the way. You just mm. copy that address and, you know, give it to whoever is sending to you. They copy and paste it into there and mm-hmm. the it's a secure transaction um gotcha and it's not taxable i don't think until you take it out of your wallet and into your like bank account so Got it. and it changes every day right it's like a stock market in it itself. changes every day and it's Got not it. like the stock market i think it doesn't stop on the weekends because i i have like a couple stocks because cash app has a stock feature and i was just really stoned one day and i was like i'm gonna put five dollars in etsy and nice. uh, <laughs> dumb like i was just like what's all this stock shit about right yeah yeah. (laughs) and just like you know being an anti-capitalist i was just like yeah whatever and now it's like i see the appeal like if i had like Mm -hmm. if i had even a hundred more dollars to just fuck around with every Mm -hmm. month like i'd be fucking with this all the time um but as it is i like i have like 50 dollars in a couple stocks and i'm just like vibing on it uh (laughs) yeah yeah i can't like whatever it's almost like a virtual pet yeah, yeah, it's like a it's like a Tamagotchi, but with money. Mm, that <laughs> yeah. sounds fun. Yeah, you're feeding it five shits. bucks once in a while. I yeah. just see, if it, yeah. see if it dies or not. Yeah, I mean, like it's like any other online game, right? That you like throw money at. Like yeah. ev- everyone spent like two or three bucks on an internet game and been like, yeah, yeah. whatever. It's two or three bucks. It's kind of like that. Like when you start, and I was just like, I was kind of like working my way up to more, and then I just, like hit a fucking roadblock with COVID, and I was like, oh, whatever. But it's yeah. like it's not something that I seriously do, and I like, I'm not like a stock broker or whatever, and like yeah. I'm not a bro like that. Uh, <laughs> I also just like. I don't have I'm not a rich person. I don't have enough fucking money to be throwing around in stocks every month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like anything else. Like yeah, we're just kind of, you know, playing around in it, but the people with the real yeah. money are the ones who are like making Oh it, yeah. Like, I don't know how Because the fuck they're this like is. selling yeah. money based on money that might not exist 15 years from now in China. <laughs> like we're not yeah, they're there. working at they're working at like levels I I can't even imagine. Yeah. Like throwing away like tens of thousands of dollars at a time and like up and up and up and it goes and you're just sitting there throwing like 10 bucks at it like hey is this gonna <laughs> this, will this get me a house yeah what about, yes. yeah, this could yeah, buy yeah, me yeah. A, this could buy me a few foot longs one day yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like looking at like I'm still doing the thing where I'm looking at stocks of stuff I actually buy and I'm yeah. like well I buy a lot of beyond meat <laughs> I just like throw it at beyond meat because yeah. it's not a stock that I feel bad about supporting like For sure. all this other stuff like tesla and like yeah. i don't know like chevron and shit i'm like i don't yeah. want to touch that that feels gross but i'm like i would invest in ulta yeah yeah you know like mm-hmm. i've yeah. got some ulta stock my like, boyfriend got really into them and yeah he like researched all the companies so that he felt decent about the ones he was putting money oh that's into. cool yeah 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 you nice. can like get it that's another thing too is like culturally you can just like get into it and be like i'm investing in the future and like yeah. feel important or whatever yeah. but it's like truthfully you're just moving the dumbest amount of numbers around like totally <laughs> inconsequential it's really just for your own edification honestly and like yeah. it's fine 
whatever. I mean, it's probably more productive than checking Twitter a million times a day. Everything is so much more productive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> what's great about Twitter is that it's so shitty that literally, literally anything else you do is more productive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you can be on Instagram and you're like, I'm working. At least I'm not on Twitter. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it does feel good, actually. Um, yeah. Like you look up a hashtag and you're like, this is research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, like Instagram is really bad now, though. Did you yeah. know, like, have you know, like people have been complaining about it for a while, but oh, they I both seem out. to be. I'm out. They keep yeah. updating, the, and they're try- Facebook's trying to integrate their messenger or some shit. Oh they're doing my a lot God. Of shit. It is yeah. really this is the most awful yeah. shit ever. It's like all of the major social media companies got together and were like, how do we make everyone just stop using our product at once? Like, let's yeah. all tank our sites at the same fucking time. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's the nicest thing they could do thing- for us. Yeah. yeah, because this whole thing with Instagram is crazy. Like, the way that they are just pushing advertisements on you mm-hmm. and shopping on you is just, like, the worst fucking feeling in the whole world. Yeah. I feel like Pinterest is the next wave. Like, we okay. all just got to get back Retro. on Pinterest. Okay. Oh, yeah, I right. honestly can't figure out how Pinterest works. And it's so embarrassing, but I don't oh. understand it. Dude. It, it did. It does. You just gotta have a vision. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a combination between Instagram and Google Drive. Like you have to like set up folders and like you sort. I, but things. I see the folders. I don't know. I just okay. it doesn't. It's not. Con- I what? don't get it. Do you find the pictures on Pinterest or you bring friendly. the pictures into it? Both. This, you okay. can create both. You can I've create never actually fucked with making pins, but you can do that from Instagram. So you yeah. can use your Instagram to make your to show up on Pinterest, which would drive sales or eyes to your Instagram. I mean, Pinterest is alive and well with people who are planning weddings. Like, oh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I use it all the time for uh, for like clip making. Like, I'm trying when I'm trying to because con- I'm really I'm a real. Th- like color theory nerd so I'm trying to get like really into cinematography with Ooh. my fetish content um, so I have to make mood boards for every clip I do mm-hmm. so that it looks tonally like, Ooh, with, like that's cool like that's a, a makeup look it. a set design a style mm-hmm. of laundry I want to wear mm-hmm. just like a general vibe Fun. Yeah. and like I use Pinterest to make the board to like Put it all together. Put it in the right so. place. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking awesome. Isn't it, and Instagram? It just came out. Instagram's been like fucking with like if you post that you have an OnlyFans or something, it'll like shadow ban you too. Oh, right? It'll just ban. Like they will just delete your account. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, it's 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 so Sesta Fosta, which is wild you know? because it's oh. like come on. We're what do you all think on Instagram we're using for the for? asses? Exactly. What the, <laughs> yeah. What ass? It's only a matter of which ass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this well, is they the just whole, don't want like, you to go elsewhere for the most. Yeah. yeah. This is the whole, like, ram- you know, the consequences of passing SESTA-FOSTA, mm-hmm. which was the anti-trafficking yeah. bills that um, that went through state and federal. Yeah. And um, it's just, like, it's throttling, se- like, online sex worker, mm-hmm. uh, abil- like, the- our ability to make money. It's really, it's you know, what's fucked up is it passed right after I started selling nudes for the first time, like, a month afterwards. And ever since then, like, doing more and more online work, I've realized just how fucking um it permeates everything you do as a sex worker i know sex workers that are on tinder not doing sex work that have been banned from tinder wow so what did it like what did that wow. do yeah, what, exactly what did that act do um so it was basically the um stop enabling sex traffickers act and then the yeah. um i'm really stoned i can't remember the other part of it uh, <laughs> but it was like basically this, uh, the laws at the state and federal level, mm-hmm. um, and it was anti—it was an anti-trafficking law that passed that uh, basically said that uh, companies like Backpage that were found to be um, that ha- have like posts from sex traffickers um, and like 
pimps and stuff like that, uh, these websites could be held liable for sex trafficking charges. Oh, okay. So now that that is happening, it is a huge, like, it is considered a huge risk to have online sex workers, even if you're just a porn star and you sell porn online. But even having escorts on there, Mm -hmm. um, if you elude, like, they can just shut your web, like, they can shut your, um, your Mm -hmm. page down on any social media site if they think it's, like, um, pertaining to, uh, in real life sex services mm-hmm. or tra- I'm sorry, trafficking and specifically not sex but they services, can, but they can decide that that relates, you know, if yeah, they want like they can, easily. Like I've, I've had, um, I've just, I've, I've known everyone I've known has been affected by this stuff. Um, it, it's really, it's really, really horrible. It's pushing a lot of the thing about, uh, Sestafasta is it got back page shut down yeah. and back page was used by, uh, in-person sex workers, full-service sex workers, to be exact, um, to screen clients mm-hmm. and to do, like, a, a thorough screening and vetting process before they booked people. Okay. And it was, like, also a network for sex workers to tell each other about um, these, like, maybe dangerous clients in the area, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Backpage got shut down, that resource was lost for full service workers. So a lot of uh, a lot of workers were driven onto the street again and right into the arms of pimps and yeah. sex traffickers. So it was a really deeply, deeply harmful bill, and it still is. And it's going to be like a bitch of a time to get it repealed. But um, yeah. I mean, there's so many groups like working on it right now. Like, mm-hmm. um, I we have a better chance now that uh, Biden and Harris are in office, but yeah. not by much because Kamala Harris has ha- a really terrible work. Uh, like, she has a really terrible record with sex workers. Uh, mm-hmm. She's went. She she was one of the really early supporters of Sesta Fosta, actually. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, so that's the situation going on with online sex work right now, and in person mm-hmm. sex work isn't isn't uh, good either. <laughs> Being a stripper right now sucks. <laughs> I can imagine. Right? What are like the COVID? Like, did your club have any COVID safety protocols at all? Or <sighs> yeah, but just for the employees. Um, the employees all have to wear masks at my club. Yeah. But, but yeah, you don't know who, what's going on with people yeah. coming in. Yeah. But here's the really dumb thing. Cause I'd almost say rather that like, you don't even need a mask at all. Cause it's so redundant, but mm-hmm. they have a thing where, um, you can't get in the club without a mask, mm-hmm. but once you're inside, it's optional. What? <laughs> Come on. This is in Georgia. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, this, in is LA, an, like, this is like around. This is the Atlanta area. I don't yeah. think strip clubs have been this open in LA the whole time. Me for so long, like it yeah. drives me absolutely insane when I walk in the club every day, and I'm like, I see this sign, like it's fine, like you know, you need yeah. a mask to get in, but once you're in, it's optional. And I just like it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, then what's it the fucking point? Zero at that point? sense, dude. Like. <laughs> I really just don't understand it. And I'm like, I'm just trying to cope every day. <laughs> just yeah. like, that's try literally to just it. a keeping like, up appearances. We don't actually give a fuck if someone. Yeah. You know, that's oh, not my God. They really anybody. don't care. Um, yeah. They don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> it's wow. so fucking weird. It's mostly. But the thing is, it's mostly the customers that don't give a fuck. And I yeah. think because they do afraid. have the option and they're opting not to. So, fuck yeah, yeah I, but like, I think that because there's other clubs in Atlanta that are not requiring a mask for the girls, I think. So um, so I think they're going there mm. and 
instead of the club where all the girls are masked up. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're afraid of turning back anybody that's coming in right now because business is so slow. Uh, and this is just for my particular club, but this is like kind of the dynamics we're dealing with in the city. Yeah, is mm-hmm. we're in a you know we're in a we're in a global recession right now. Yeah, um, it's the worst time in the world to start being a stripper. By the way, do not fucking do it. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. the difference between right now and January is like fucking night and day. Like yeah. I like this industry is completely changed. In I can imagine. Quarantine. I mean, everything here is pretty much still. You know, there's restaurants and stuff open, but but mm-hmm. you can't eat inside. I mean, there's nowhere in LA that anyone would be allowed anywhere without a mask on. Like, yeah. yeah, in the South. Okay, so uh, actually, uh, my boyfriend and I went camping this past weekend in North Georgia, um, and we were just doing like a little camping trip mm-hmm. um, with a couple other people. And we were, we like stopped off into like Blue Ridge, Georgia, um, mm-hmm. and it was near like the mountains we were uh, camping at. And uh, we stopped in Blue Ridge, Georgia, because we wa- wanted to go to a general store. We didn't realize that this general store was just like this tourist trap in the middle of the town square. And we went out there and we were all like freaking out because there were like 2,000 people out in this town square. A uh, lot of them not wearing masks. Just oh going God. shopping. Just oh like going shopping for tchotchkes. It's like, what the yeah. fuck? We're so What fucked? is happening here? Oh, like, fuck. My boyfriend and I were like looking at each other like... We gotta yeah. get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. this That's sucks, why I just want to yell at everyone. Is like, trust me, we all want tchotchkes, okay? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But now's not yeah. the time. Right. Yeah. You think yeah. I don't want to be a fucking brunch, you motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't eaten in a fucking restaurant since like March. I'm. Yeah. I want some fucking Waffle House, dude. Like, <laughs> right? Yes. We all want this. Ugh. All want Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> Doing our best, damn it. Uh, like, absolutely. Uh, we have to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Guys. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And we're here with Rara. Hey! Yeah. Uh, Rama, you mentioned that you have a MySpace. Did you ever do those like yeah. quizzes and stuff, like back in the day? The bulletins <laughs> get to know you better. Yeah, yeah, I did those quizzes for sure. I vaguely remember them. I mostly remember fucking around with like my music and my background. That was like the big ones for me. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, trying to get the like falling like images yeah. or something. I don't think yeah. I ever fucked around enough with it to make mine look cool. <laughs> but like uh, evoking a certain feeling when they go on your page, like this mm-hmm. represents me. Like, yeah. I, I kind of miss that. I really wish that was like a Twitter thing where you can go to someone's profile and just starts starts playing, playing a like a song saves nice. a day or something. It has like, that's the things that has to be saves a day. It has to yes. be that era. <laughs> yes. or else it doesn't count. Got to be some yeah some night some early aughts uh, emo to let you know how yeah deep or they like you some are. bright eyes. Yes. Just like uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love well, it. Well, we have a MySpace questionnaire to do with you. Oh sweet, let's do mm-hmm. it.
Okay. Let's see. Um, what would your parents have named you if you were the opposite gender? Do you have any idea? Oh, um, I don't know what they would have named me as a boy, but I do know that before they settled on Sarah, which is my, you know, birth name, Rara's oh. my nickname. Oh, okay. Um, before they settled on Sarah, they, my mom really wanted to name me Rhiannon mm. after the Fleetwood Mac song. That's why they landed on Sarah instead. Yeah. Um, oh. And my dad wanted to name me Jeanette. Oh, and Jeanette. I don't like Jeanette. That was yeah. that's it, like yeah. I, I am not a Jeanette. Um, I am a Rhiannon though. That's a cool ass name, and I'm really yeah, fucking cool pissed at my dad that he would not let me be named <laughs> Rhiannon. But I don't know the male version of that, unfortunately. Gotcha. Ryan, maybe Ryan, maybe. But Rhiannon's yeah. so interesting. It's so it much like, more distinctive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And being named after a song is pretty good. As somebody, my yeah. name is Brandy, so I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty fun when you hear like your name song come on. It's like, hell yeah. It just it makes you kind of pay attention in the universe a little bit to like what's happening. <laughs> Were you yeah, actually like, named after that song? Or did that have anything to do with it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm named after oh, Brandy. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. Pretty fun. I yeah, like I'm it. named after the Fleetwood Mac song, Sarah. Um, but I like all the other Sarah songs. They're pretty cool, too. Yeah, Sarah's have a pretty a good canon. Yeah. The There's, only Tess Are there any Tesses? Yeah, for, it's third in the musical Paint Your Wagon. <laughs> uh, in the song they call the wind Mariah, they go, The rain is Tess. So, oh. <laughs> see, my cousin's name is Tessa, and I've always really liked that name because yeah. it sounds like Contessa. You yeah, know, exactly. It's very, like royal. Yeah. <laughs> this is the most like thing of all time, but when I used to be on Instagram and I posted food, I would say hashtag barefoot Contessa with the, the Tess is all capitalized. Because awesome. I also am obsessed with Diana Garden. Yes, it's interesting. She's Tessa, like Tessa, isn't a super common name, I think, but I've definitely heard many people call Tess Tessa. Yeah, which is such an odd like step to take. I to know add it, it feels really imposing, and they're so confident about it. And like, I hardcore I do not feel like a Tessa. I'd rather no. have you call me Teresa than Tessa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people did that to my mom too. Like, she had an ex boyfriend. Her name's Corinne, mm-hmm. or she goes Corinne, I guess. Um, and, uh, <laughs> well, she like Korean. Well, well, no, okay. So I used to borrow her name for when I worked at a different job and they had two Sarahs. So like, I was like, I'll be Corinne. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd say Corinne, but my mom's name is Corinne. Um, and she had an ex-boyfriend that would always call her Karina. Mm. And I would just be like, that's not her fucking name. Oh, <laughs> so weird. Bitch. Like, yeah. and you're not my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Absolutely. Barbara Ann. That's my name song. That's I a love fun one. That Ann. That's a good name. Yes. Or a good song. Yeah. Good song. Yeah. I had my last day when I worked at um I worked at uh Will Farrell and Adam McKay's like company when I first moved here and they sang that song to me my last day. Aww. It was really cute. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> okay. This is the whole question. Shy or outgoing? <laughs> <laughs> classic myspace god i mean i guess I, I guess outgoing i'm i don't know that's a weird i'm not shy but i'm definitely not like super outgoing i'm just i like performing and stuff and i like doing comedy and um i like talking with my buddies and making them laugh about mm-hmm. stuff and showing yeah. it to the world but i don't think i'm like outgoing outgoing i don't know well it's interesting i think these questions 
are because I've been watching like a lot of rom coms lately. And when you think about going, that's what you think of like that. You're like, mm. whoa, they like jumped up on a platform and started singing into the microphone out of nowhere. And you're like, yeah. no one's like that. This is nobody. Mm. No one does this. Right. Yeah. Those people don't really have a lot of friends, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <no>. yeah. <laughs> also, in rom coms, like the friends in rom coms have so much time on their hands. Like, as much as I love my friends, I'm not like over at their house, like, makeover. What are you wearing on this date? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're very codependent in in friendships. Yes, <laughs> unhealthy relationships in rom coms. I've had codependent. Uh, yeah, I've had codependent relationships with roommates before, like where we became oh, yeah. really good friends. Like, yeah. I, in fact, I've I think like most of the roommates I've lived with, I've become really good friends with, uh, for better or worse, and like. Uh, yeah, like a, a codependent roommate situation is very strange. Like, oh, especially sure. when that person moves out and you're like, whoa, like, yeah. maybe a relationship or like. Oh, I, I think one of the worst breakups of my life was with a roommate. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I really like feel that. I'm just like, oh boy. I think of it and I shudder a little bit still sometimes. <laughs> Oh man! The yeah, I mean, it's just away. such an intimate yeah. relationship. You ha- to live with somebody. Yeah, it's almost like you have to go all or nothing. Like you have to remain acquaintances or just basically yeah. get married. Yeah. Well, maintaining those boundaries is like so hard. It's like I mean, I remember with us, it was like both just moved to LA and like didn't know a lot of people, so it kind of just became like building this social circle out too, and became a whole thing and then you know started doing diet pills and shit and then we stopped being friends uh, <laughs> that'll happen the, the jesse spano route yeah <laughs> turns oh, out that yeah. just reminded me i have something for top secret session that triggered something oh great <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com slash lady to lady everybody it's not even a story it's one sentence but perfect i can't wait for this me, that's even more interesting yet if you will <laughs> Okay, here this is a good one. What's one thing you should probably get rid of but just can't? Uh, um probably any of my art supplies mm-hmm. um that I've had since I moved from Florida to Atlanta 4 years ago um that I've had for like upwards of 5 years and I'm convincing myself like I'm going to definitely use that little canvas. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> totally. I'm going to paint on that one day. Yeah. I know it's been 6 years, but I will paint on it yeah. one day. <laughs> That's, That's like so I need to, to get, get rid, rid of, of this. It's yeah. I am a fucking craft person. I love my crafts mm-hmm. and I really don't like admitting when I've given up on something. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Did you fully. used to do a lot of painting? I don't do a ton of painting. I It was like one of those times when I just had a lot of money, but not a lot of time. So I was like, oh, I have like money for hobbies, but just like no time to do them. So I right. bought like art supplies and all this stuff. And then when I had time, I was like, I can't think of anything to draw <laughs> or <Yeah>. paint. <laughs> totally. That's yeah, why comedy is so great. It's like it requires no commitment like whatsoever. So. I think that's why because comedy has been in such a weird state that I've just really leaned hard into the crafts. But I am like spreading myself over 10 different things and not getting oh. good at any of them. So it's a really bad. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a me thing, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is about femmes like just starting a bunch of shit and just like... <laughs> But now I'm like in a hell of my own making because I'm so incredibly busy. I just don't have time for any of them. But I'm like right. really angry because I want to do them. Uh, yeah. But that's, that's my excuse. I'm like, nightmare. I'm like, I'm too busy. I'm too busy to learn things. So it's not my fault. Like, but yeah. like I, I actually did challenge myself the other day. I made these curtains behind me. I got yes. some very, 
They I got great. some fabric at Joann's and I made those curtains for a cool backdrop I was doing for my OnlyFans. So I was very proud of myself. Um, and I've like have I've created my own little content cave here because I do I film at home. Mm-hmm. So I have this room to myself. This is my bitch cave. Nice. Um, <laughs> and then my boyfriend has his room and we sleep in his room because it has the bed. <laughs> that seems pretty has separate rooms. I love That's it. So great. <laughs> it's That's the ideal setup. Honestly, ladies, if you're thinking about moving in with your boyfriend, this is the only way. To, like if you work from home. It's the only way to do it. Yeah, that's, I mean, if you can pull that off, that's ideal. If you each have your, yeah. you, you need it, you know, you each need your own cave to kind of yes. go wild in. So Ideally. Yeah, and he works from home, so it's like we have our little offices. Yeah. Um, it's really cute. Yeah. Do you guys like, have breakfast together in the morning and they'd be like, okay, bye, honey, have a good day. Um, sometimes we're really good about, like, waking up and making coffee for each other, but other times it's like, you're on your own. <laughs> shit to do uh, I'm late like yeah you know like I, I am an hour behind what I need to be doing I was scrolling yeah, Twitter I, for an hour and I'm simply behind so I gotta I go I don't know how many times I've told my boyfriend like okay I really have stuff to do I gotta go and then like two hours later he's like how's Twitter, it going Twitter, and I'm like Twitter, Twitter, what Twitter. how's what going like, I, I haven't it's done anything tr- don't answer that question just be like what I was so busy working I didn't even notice yeah I'm getting in the headspace thank you yeah the headspace you know we under estimate that the hours that the headspace takes it doesn't look like much but inside a lot's going on yeah exactly there's a dance the warm-up yeah Yeah. is again this is research it's research exactly i've got like my brain is just stretching and getting ready it's all good to go sorry hang on no no you're all good actually i think we need to take another break anyway so we're good we'll come back my my cat was scratching Oh, that's okay. My dog is crying. <laughs> They're I all doing shit. Home. All right, guys. I'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, we're back. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. And we're here I'm with Satan. Rara. Oh, <laughs> we're here with Satan on the on the fourth mic. <laughs> Special guest. Hello, everybody. Um. <laughs> Salma Hayek. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. I fucking wish. I'm she sorry. Thought, I'm I Dawn till dusk. That. Sorry. Excuse me. Oh, Ooh. That was a great movie. <laughs> wow. What a fantastic uh, moment in. Um, like bimbo history when Ugh. she just like pours the tequila on her leg and just like lets it drip down into Quentin Tarantino's throat. <laughs> so hot. So hot. Oh, so yeah. I love stuff about Selma Hayek because I've I've always been self conscious about having big tits, but every mm-hmm. time I see mm-hmm. her, like she just owns her tits with so much confidence that I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you got to let your own inner Selma <laughs> Hayek come out. Absolutely. I, I do. I really wish that I could own my tits because it's just like. It's just too much. When they're out there, it's no. all I can. When they're out there, it's all I can think about. Like because I it's can't. All everybody else can think about. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So I have a very hard time owning them. Yeah. And, and you like look at you know someone as yeah like her as beautiful and confident as she is, and I'm like, I wish I could act like this, but yeah. I'm not pouring tequila. On, it's because she's like daring leg. you to look at. She's like, I dare you to look at my tits, bitch. Like yeah, and yeah. you're like, that's what it is. Exactly. Because you know what it is. That's how confident she is in her face. She's yeah. like, actually, yeah. you're still gonna look at my face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to think about it. I dare you to look at my tits, bitch. I'm going to try this. <laughs> yes. It's like it's like reverse like evil eye or something, you know? Like mm-hmm. It's just so hard when you don't... It's like... 
I don't know the the whole male gaze thing because it's like you want to control how they see it you know like yeah. I posted I me and my boyfriend went camping and I posted like a butt pic because there was a, like a, funny. a sign <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh, there was a sign that said Deep Creek Road and I was like oh I'm posting a picture <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I was like oh yeah I'm posting an ass pic yeah. so you know it was me mooning the camera so it was like a joke yeah but. You know, and I got some funny responses, but then one guy wrote thanks with the with the squirt emoji, and I was like, <laughs> oops. And I just, like, deleted it, because I was like, I can't think about this. Yeah, because yeah, it wasn't the guy that ruins it for everyone. It is. Yeah, always. it's like it's like the one fetish guy that'll show up in your, like, other DMs, and it's just like, ma'am, ma'am, may I get some foot pics, please? And you're like, um, follow my OnlyFans, you fucking weirdo. Like, just leave me alone. Yeah, like, like there's yeah. clearly a place I wanted this to go. Like, exactly. Yeah. I, don't want it in my, I don't want it in my DMs on my main where I do, like, serious political organizing and yeah. shit post. I don't really want to <laughs> think about being in, like, I don't want to think about being in, like, sex worker headspace of, like, yeah, like, are you coming yet? Like that's not how what I want to mix in my online experience. Yeah, like I've clocked no, out whatsoever. I've clocked yeah, out. Yeah, I'm clocked that. out. Like yeah. go to my business account. Yeah. Contact me the proper way. Don't try to talk to me for free. Uh, yeah, I will, I will not talk to you for free. Up, and it's so annoying. I love- yeah, but then you get some amazing people that are like, I found you on left Twitter and I will worship you forever, ma'am. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's like good. Judd this Nelson good at the sentence. end of fucking Breakfast Club. Yes. <laughs> I love the "I won't talk to you for free" uh, line. That's that's a good thing to like keep in mind for creeps in the internet. That would be like, a nice auto reply. Yeah, you yeah. know what? I'm gonna use that next time someone tries to slide into my DM. Sorry, yeah, I someone tried to slide into my DMs today. Like, was it yesterday? And they're like. Uh, they're gonna get like if they are stalking me now they're gonna get a kick out of this but like they were like why are you so stupid that was their like dm to Mm. me and i was like i'm sorry i don't talk to haters for free and i just like sent him my cash app (laughs) and then he was like oh pee pee do do that was his reply (laughs) and i just like sent him my cash tag again and he did it again and he's been saying pee pee do do every time i sent him my cash app for like 10 messages in a row. Oh, and I'm like, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> fucking idiot. It's like, at least send me five bucks and then you can say PP doo doo all you want. Exactly. Yeah. But also, I was just like, I'm just, I'm not even going to block you. I just, I muted you. So there's yeah. nothing you can do to me. Yeah. You can just keep doing best. this. Yeah. Muting, but then I just, God for muting on, ugh. Yeah, yeah, but so. then I just like, but then I just didn't reply to his last one. Yeah, and I really want to wait till like six months later, and then just like send. Him <laughs> this is what a calendar and is just for. Fuck I think, with them. Is just to put your like your like late spite things in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We need a, spite spite reminders. We need Absolutely. like yeah. I could do a little oh, bit better that. with my spite with organization. Yeah. You do that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I do that with tweets, like with politics and stuff. It's like someone like saying, like, "That's not true. They're not going to do that." Da da da. da. And I'd be like, "Well, I will set a reminder for a year from now. Check on both <laughs> wow. these people." Yeah. And boy, has that not been disappointing? That's been pretty great. <laughs> Man, <laughs> spite, very... sec- spite secretary. This is a, le- a field of oh, work yes. mm-hmm. that I could get into. Very. You should very offer that on Fiverr. I bet that would be a real. <laughs> People, yeah. I mean, because people are too busy sometimes to handle their own spite and they might need to outsource it. That's what I mean. It's yeah. like, I'll organize, I'll schedule it, I'll give yeah. you suggestions. And then you, you could know. get like a little report card. Like, here's the people that you got vengeance on today. 
Yeah. <laughs> it should be like it should be like someone that monitors your accounts and the accounts of all your haters specifically and yes. then like checks in on them when they're like saying like just wait in five years your pussy is going to be rotted inside your asshole and like you're going to be da 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 and then you like set set a reminder yeah. check on this guy <laughs> Siri set a reminder five years yeah. <laughs> yeah there needs to be a spike Siri that feels like the move oh yeah, yeah there we go yes. an app yeah. Yeah. oh my yeah. god speaking of Siri okay so first of all I'm having a really good day and I got my hair done which is always my favorite thing mm, um, it's beautiful I love your blonde it's very you. goldy thank it's like you very like I don't know. It's very like classic blonde, which I don't see a lot of these days. That's yeah. what I like. I like just your basic like middle of the road blonde, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I came home and while I was getting my hair done, my hairdresser told me that Oprah had a new interview with Dolly Parton. So I was like, those oh. are my two favorite people. Now I get to like with new hair, <laughs> sit and watch an interview between Oprah and Dolly Parton. Uh, but I love it. The funniest, there's two really funny things in this interview and I don't, I can't hate on either of these women for either of these moves, mm-hmm. but Dolly... Mm-hmm. clearly had in the interview some gloves that were like made out of like pantyhose material mm-hmm. to cover her <laughs> hands i like noticed oh. it at first and like they cut off here and then she's wearing like big but I, like i like love it because she was she's like the first person to be forthright about like altering her appearance and everything yeah um yeah. and she's been rumored to have tons of tattoos so i think she might have actually <gasps> been covering tattoos there oh funny so that, yeah, but they like cut off right here, and then she had these like super long red nails. But then mm-hmm. Oprah, <laughs> Oprah, <laughs> like the most powerful person on the planet, was forced twice in this interview to try to seamlessly integrate a Siri reference. Like, you know, it's so great, Do- oh, Dolly. No. You can be oh, like reading this gorgeous book that you wrote, and then if you have Apple Music, you can just say, Siri, play me Jolene. And then Siri will play you, Jolene. You've got the entire Dolly Parton catalog on Oprah Music. And just watching her oh try to say Oh, my God. That's so painful. It was like, like, pro- like product placement for Oprah. Like, you'd think she'd be above it. Exactly. She'd be above it. I'm a billionaire now, bitches. Yes. I will never do this again. Exactly. Oprah doesn't need a Siri. She, she has she Stedman. Doesn't, like, yeah, she Stedman doesn't has fucking need... A, she doesn't need this shit, but she doesn't need to be advertising in the middle of a segment. Exactly. No. That's bullshit. Like, Why uh, is this still a thing? Is, they might as well have just gone the Wayne's World route and had her like look to camera and be like, Siri. Oh, wow. <laughs> kind of what she did. Holy like, shit, that would be amazing. It was like Why her mouth was full of marbles. You should write that sketch for SNL. Yes. We need I will. We'll see, if, we'll see if Lauren picks it up. <laughs> oh, I love Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, okay, let's do a lady problem. Okay, if you back. have one, email it to us at ladytoladycomedy at gmail.com. Lady, lady problems. Lady, lady problems. Lady problems. Do you have them? Lady problems. Hey ladies, so I'm just going to jump into it. My boyfriend of almost two years has found out that he needs to move by the end of the year. This will be the third time he's moved since we started dating. He half-jokingly asked me when he found out if I would want to get a place together, and I flat out told him no. That when we're in... Sorry. Damn. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Straight up, no. No. <laughs> that, that when we're in a stable place financially, we'll look into it. Personally, I think it's too soon and I don't want to rush into making a decision like that. But I think the closer it gets to December when he has to move, the more anxiety he gets about the situation. So he asked me again if I would want to look for a place together. I said I would think about it, but I'm a little nervous. He lives paycheck to paycheck with no savings plus debt to pay off. And he just started a new seasonal job that may turn into permanent work. When I told my mom he was moving, she asked me if it was time I moved out and looked for a place with him. Here's a little backstory. I'm 29 and currently living at home with my parents rent-free, no debt or car payment. I have a good amount of money in my savings account, but I don't have any credit either. I know I have to grow up eventually and I want to get out of my parents' place, but we live in California. It's expensive everywhere. And the only people I know who don't live with their parents at my age are married people. My boyfriend hasn't had the best luck with employment, but he does plan on enrolling in community college in the spring so he can start a career. Am I overthinking things? I know he's the person I want to grow old with and start a family with one day, but I've been so sheltered my whole life that a part of me is saying just jump into it. Move, move out and get a place with the man you love. It's so normal. People do it all the time. But the other part of me is screaming, don't move in with a broke man. Anyways, thank you for any advice or tough love you may share. Um. Yeah. Okay. I uh, think she needs yeah. to move out on her own first. Without the boyfriend. Oh, oh that's interesting. Because yeah. I, I yeah. do think her instincts about you know, pushing herself to leave her parents' house are right. And I think that mm-hmm. she should listen to that. Um, mm-hmm. She seems like she's thankfully got some savings and it seems like it's plausible for her. Um, yeah. But I also think she's right that it's probably not a good idea to move in with a dude right now. Maybe not immediately. I think living, not on, your immediately. Own, living on your own is an important step, I think, too. It's just knowing how to, like, do all of that stuff because it also, you know, makes you realize how hard it can be. I mean, also, I'll say this. Uh, if, if you had been paying rent for probably as long as he's been, you probably wouldn't have any money in your savings either. Like yeah, That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Yeah. I mean, even if you're really responsible, that's a thing that can happen to you. Like, yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. We're living in a time where it's, like, finding good jobs is really difficult like you know gig economy work is like very exploitative like it it's difficult to to save <laughs> mm-hmm. but, yeah. So, yeah I mean it's tough because I just don't yeah. I, if I was in a position I don't know that I would push myself to move out on my own if it wasn't with him because you are spending a lot of money to live you know by yeah. yourself you're not, you're not splitting yeah. rent at that point that's true that's, that's a lot so. and, the whole and it's, thing, not, well, but then, it's not easier on your own either like yeah. I mean that's why people I mean that's another reason why people live with their partners is it's mm-hmm. really fucking hard to do shit on your own like I guess, really hard I mean, I guess, or maybe get a room with a roommate. I guess my concern is, like, compounding. She's got this big growth that she needs to be embarking on. Yeah. And compounding that with another person who also needs to simultaneously be learned. Maybe it's great, and you guys do learn those lessons together. And if this is the person mm-hmm. that you want to marry, maybe that is a great thing for you guys to fucking mm-hmm. jump off the high dive and just get a place together and figure out how to make it work because you will. Um, But it does seem like a lot when you're not used to having to pay that to also be with someone who you're not sure if if they're able to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because it's like when at that point do you want to, you're just waiting, you're waiting for him, I guess, to get a a good job so that he would be stable enough for you to live with him. You know what? Right. I guess kind of like, what is she, is she just waiting for that? I guess because didn't she say something like he's, I mean, I think what set it off for me was her saying he's not been reliably employed, right? Um, what did she say through place together said he lives paycheck to paycheck with no savings plus debt to pay yeah. off and he just started a new seasonal job that may turn into permanent work 
I mean, it doesn't sound like he's bumming. It sounds like he's like working. It's just like it's yeah. hard. It's hard to get ahead. Yeah. So I don't know. So he, my my read on it, and I think like I have a much more maybe romantic uh, leaning on this whole thing, but. <sighs> Times are fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, we are living in one of the worst fucking timelines ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there's not a lot of happiness and love and, um, and support to go around. It's been really tough for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like, so my boyfriend and I moved in together right before quarantine hit. Mm-hmm. And we were in a long distance relationship for a year. And he moved to Atlanta to live with me. And he moved his job remotely to live here. And so as soon as he moved in, 15 days later, quarantine started. And we're doing, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, you just have to communicate what you need from your partner, in, like, to feel secure in the situation. You need reassurance that he's going to do everything he can to find more stable employment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to just communicate, communicate, communicate. And constantly talk to each other about how you're feeling Mm -hmm. about things that are bothering you and you do it before it gets to you because that is the key to a healthy relationship. Not that you get annoyed with somebody, but how you handle that annoyance and how you recognize it as either just an annoyance or maybe a symptom of a larger issue you might have with that person. Mm -hmm. So my 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 instinct is to go in the more romantic route but more like cautiously optimistic because it's very difficult to live with brand new people at a time like this as well that's true with your boyfriend you know he shares at least a little bit of the same values as you so you can rely on each other um to be uh simpatico with that Mm -hmm. so there's a kind of comfort in that too and it might bring you closer together you know it might make your relationship more serious and it might deepen his commitment to you know finding something more stable for both of you so yeah, I really like That's that. That's an optimistic rendering of it, mm-hmm. though. You gotta, like, you know... Yeah, I mean... I, ultimately, it's up to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, it's up to you. I mean, it just depends on your read and your judgment of, like, what mm-hmm. you think his... Like, yeah. what do you think his behavior is gonna be like in the future, I guess? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell, but it's like, what is your gut telling you? Yeah. You know, and like, what is your gut telling you about this person? Like, are you, mm-hmm. are you trying to, like, push reality one way or the other to, like, justify mm-hmm. feelings? Um, but, yeah, if this is someone that in your heart of hearts you think, like, I see this person, like, they're going to do whatever it takes. Like, we're going to yeah. make rent. We're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Doesn't fucking yeah. matter. If that's who this person is, and hopefully it is, because mm-hmm. you want to end up with him, then, yeah, go for it. But yeah. if you're having reservations, don't try to talk yourself out of that, those reservations. Yeah. And don't, just don't forget that there is a big difference between somebody who, like, isn't working hard and not making money and somebody who just is getting bad break after bad break but keeps coming back and keeps fucking working towards it. You know? Yeah. I mean, shit's, like, hard <laughs> right now for a lot of people. There's a, and keep that in mind. You know? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of broke people who are busting their asses. Um, there's a yep. lot of broke people who aren't doing shit. You know, which which kind of broke really, really does matter a lot. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And also, like, you live, you know, you can always move home, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You, your parents That's a discussion close. you could have, too, is like, hey, um, I'm, I'm going to go try to do this thing on my own. I'm going to go try to be an adult, but I really need some assurance that I can move back in if things go sideways. Yeah. And sometimes having that, uh, having a safety net like that, and uh, like a place to stay if things go south is very important uh, mm-hmm. for people just kind of like trying to branch out, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely good to provide. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, you know, I we definitely have like friends that live in L.A. that it's like, you know, I know 
that are, have moved back in with their parents and stuff like that mm-hmm. right during this because they're like well why would I pay rent for a year when I can't work you know yeah. might as well and I mean I know a lot of people moving out of the city kind of for that same reason and it's like I mean if I've God, if my parents lived within close, like kind of close, it'd be a consideration for sure. <laughs> Mine too. I think about that all the time. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, my mom used to live in Florida with us, and she moved to live with us, me and my brother, mm-hmm. in an apartment in Gainesville, Florida. And I think about that all the time, and I'm like, God, if my mom was here. I know I can live with her already because I lived with her as an adult and it was super fun. (laughs) And uh, we get along really well. Um, And I was like, man, if my mom was here and I lived around my brother, man, we could like totally split like a five bedroom house or something. (laughs) Like, so it's like so tempting, but also it's like, I feel like Americans like, you know, because I'm I'm from Guam, so I'm not from this landmass. I'm from a completely different like culture. Mm-hmm. In our culture, it's like really uh, it's really normal to live with your family members until you get married. Yeah. Like that's like a total thing. Mm-hmm. And even like if you get married, sometimes you stay in that house because mm-hmm. it's just like your family's house, right? Um, so it's like a little bit more normalized, I think, mm-hmm. to have to kind of bounce around from households. Uh, yeah. Like as a young adult, I mean, as a problem child, you get bounced around from households too. Mm-hmm. They're just like, go stay with your aunt. <laughs> go stay with your aunt for a couple months. See how you like it there. Like shit like that. <laughs> and yeah, then you get like yeah. bounced around. Um, but I think like we should normalize it for adults because I don't think there should be any shame in living with your parents mm-hmm. uh, in these in this day and age. Like like who the fuck can afford to not right? Like yeah. no anything I that you need to do as, to survive. Yeah, I mean yeah. yeah as, I think as long as you've got like some uh, some aspirations and some you know like ambition for yourself and you're working on improving things mm-hmm. I think that's more important um, than actually having those things and struggling like mm-hmm. if you can like not pay rent <laughs> or, or just like help out with your family's like mortgage or something and not worry about too much else than that like dude do that because that fucking rules like yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel like under you know quote normal circumstances before corona times I'd definitely be like you know, get the fuck out of there. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think it is true. Like, A, we do need to really th- rethink that mindset in this country of like, yeah. you know, everyone living on their own or whatever. But I think you just need to kind of like, yeah, investigate in yourself what you really want. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, is it going to be good for you to, you know, be a little bit more independent from your family in this way? Is it going to be good for you to live with your boyfriend and see how that works together financially and emotionally and all that stuff i think just yeah like tess said like trust your gut and Mm -hmm. try to go with what you think is gonna like help you grow in in a good way for sure that'll kind of lead you down the right path yeah honor i mean it does seem like from her email like she's having some instinct where she's feeling like she's becoming a little bit complacent and just feeling like she needs to nudge herself out a little bit Mm -hmm. in some way and i think it's good to honor those instincts when you have them because yeah, your brain absolutely. has a really good way of talking you out of it, too. You know, in the mm-hmm. same way that you are you might know you want to go to the gym, but then you're like, oh, but the show's mm-hmm. on or I have to send these emails or, you know, it, it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I definitely know that, like, for myself and I think for a lot of people I know, the times when I honor that instinct is the best for me. And, you know, yeah. I know a lot of people have gotten stuck in, like, routines I don't think they're the most happy with because they did, they just didn't ever do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also moving out, you learn to appreciate your family in different ways, too. It's like mm-hmm. I, I for sure my relationship got better with my family when I moved out because then I re- I'd say, yeah, I wasn't taking them for granted. And I was like, oh, this is what they do. 
wow okay <laughs> mm-hmm. i didn't yeah. realize these were all the things yeah your parents are just people that had kids yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. wow my mom yeah like i really especially now my mom like fu- hates fucking dishes you know yeah. and i'm like wow i really get it this sucks <laughs> yeah like because after quarantine fuck. it's like it's like dishes are like our your main activity these days yeah. and it's just like oh my god, god i hate it yeah, yeah. Why? She, like, why, are, really... why are there so many of them oh, all the time never, oh, never. they like, never like, ever go away sometimes when i'm yeah. cooking things i will straight up not cook something because i'm like i just don't feel like oh. washing as many dishes as that's gonna take yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah you try to get like creative with it somehow and yeah use, like a cup instead of a bowl you're like <laughs> yeah no i i get it even having a partner that shit is like rough we'll like look at each other and be like who's doing it take out take out like yeah. we're not doing this shit tonight like we both had a day <laughs> i yes. fucking love the t- calling takeout feels like uh pulling the plug on plans you thought you were gonna have to follow through it yes oh, like yeah. it's just like oh fuck yeah honestly uh buying takeout is orgasmic i think mm-hmm. i might have like a legit like food fetish or something uh because like like the minute you decide to get takeout you're just like Oh yes! Oh well, yeah. yeah! You get to go through the menu and like make the choice. It's just oh, all, yeah. all the good things. Involved. And then you get the high of when they come. <laughs> oh yeah! And then you, and then you like and then you like sit there with your partner. Like you guys are like picking out sex toys or something. And you're like, what about this one? What do you think about that? What do you, what do you want to split tonight, baby? <laughs> I'm getting takeout tonight now. Tonight. I can't yes. resist. Yeah. Should we get a new kind of app? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, it's like a snow and these are snow fun day. Bit, you know, I mean, you might be doing this with your boyfriend already, obviously, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. Let, it, that's a, you're up again. That's a very hard decision to make, but good. Best of luck with it. And uh, yeah, you know, let us know how it goes. Yeah. Yes. Let us know. Please let us know. <laughs> All right, Rara. Well, where can everyone find you online? You can find me on Twitter at, at Island Goth. Uh, you can find me on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash hotgirlagenda. And on Twitch, twitch.tv slash xrayisland. That is where I stream every week. I have been doing um, streams with like community organizers and comedians and politicians. And uh, also I do, I'm, I just kind of started doing a makeup stream for when I'm getting ready to go to the strip club and I'm just chatting. So I do that too. So I'm kind of doing a little bit everything yeah hell yeah that's awesome <laughs> all right guys well we're gonna head over to the top secret session on at patreon.com slash lady to lady and we're gonna figure out the sentence that tests uh <laughs> figure out the- <laughs> <laughs> it was just something that I wanted to say in the episode, but I was like, you shouldn't say this in the regular episode. You should say this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The mystery awaits you. <laughs> Patreon.com slash lady to lady. We'll see you guys over there. Right, Thank guys. you, Rara. <laughs> Thank you. Can't get enough of us? Subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content, access to our first 100 episodes, and more. Go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up. As little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794, Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review on iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.